Here's a bit of a dilemma for you. You head into your favourite restaurant, you're salivating, and you're dying for that big, juicy T-bone steak. But the owner of the restaurant, the food service operator, says to you, I'm going to do some menu reformulation and some consumer nudging. No, you can't have the steak, but you can have some tofu or mung beans. Does this sound like a ridiculous scenario or could it happen in the future? Let's ask the author of the Rabobank Food Service Race to Net Zero report, Blake Holgate. Blake, am I stretching the truth a wee bit here? Uh, possibly a little bit of exaggeration there, there Jamie, but uh, that, that is you know, part of the response that um, we've identified in, in our report that we recently released that looked at some of the uh, long-term emission reduction targets that the food service industry has committed to. So you think of those major uh, international franchises, the McDonald's and, and the like, and we looked at um, the, the commitments that they've made going forward, which are, are rather ambitious across the ones we surveyed. There's up to an average of 50% um, reduction in, in emissions across the supply chain out to 2030. And then we've looked at the range of options that um, are, are available to um, to enable and, and facilitate that. Well, let's go back to those two examples I threw out there, because this is a really interesting report. Menu reformulation. What does that mean? Yeah, essentially that is uh, reformatting the menu and having more items with a, a lower emissions footprint on it. Uh, and, and less items that have a higher emissions footprint. So you're expanding the vegan and vegetarian offerings, or, or, or worse, if you want that steak, substituting chicken in place of higher emission beef. Correct, Jamie. But it, but it is important to, to remember that, that ultimately these restaurants still have to service consumers and, and consumers' wants and desires. So they will have to be careful around um, exactly how they go about doing that because if they go in a direction that ultimately isn't servicing the needs of those consumers, um, they risk losing, losing clientele. So that is one of the, um, the issues or challenges that they will be weighing up when they're looking at strategies like that. Other key emission reduction strategies include, and this one's quite obvious, local sourcing, there's going to be a lower carbon footprint if it has to be transported uh, in a smaller way to get onto the plate. But consumer nudging, what does that mean? Yeah, so so this is um, more probably around the, the uh, should we say, ed- education or trying to persuade consumers to um, eat eat um, products that do have a lower emissions footprint. So this probably goes hand in hand with the, the menu reformation that we're talking about. So um, in order to in, encourage um, consumers to, to want some of the new items they might have on their, their menu, there may be some form of, of persuasion that, that needs to go on. Final perhaps reduction strategy to talk about, and this is where it comes in for the farmers, is engaging with existing suppliers. So whether we like it or not, we're all going to have to go down the carbon neutral or even better, carbon zero track. Do you think we'll ever get there as livestock farmers I'm talking about here? Look, in, in terms of getting to, to carbon neutral or, or carbon zero... No, I think, I, think there's a big, I think there's a big difference, isn't there, between carbon neutral, because I reckon most of the sheep and beef farms are carbon neutral already. Dr Victoria Hatton or Patton or whatever her name is, who's coming up on the show next week, is talking about the big difference between carbon neutral versus carbon zero. 
Yeah, look, a, 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 a long way to go to get to, 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 to carbon zero and, and whether that's an aspirational target for the industry or, or not is, is probably, you know, something that will be worked out over time. But in terms of, you know, coming back to the point around um, these food service industries working with those suppliers that help them to deliver on their long-term emissions reduction targets, which again aren't uh, carbon zero, uh, our reductions, I think this is where it's actually the opportunity for, for New Zealand producers. If we can demonstrate and, and prove that we are more efficient than our competitors, um, as, as we know in, in many sectors we already are, um, that helps enable those food, produce, those food service industries to, to reach their targets more easily. So I think that's where this becomes a real opportunity for New Zealand competitor, uh, producers as a competitive advantage over some of our competing producers. So Black Holgate, ultimately the market is going to drive farmer or producer behaviour here, not regulations, and that's the way it should be. I, th- I think that's what this evidence like this is, is increasingly demonstrating. Jamie, what, what we are seeing is, is the market is reacting and it's the market that will increasingly give the signals to producers to, to make change. And, and to be honest, in, in many ways, their market will be significantly more efficient at, at doing that than, than regulators uh, are. So I, I suspect over time we'll see more examples like this, um, which will drive change in a, in a much more efficient manager. Carrots not stick and I better get used to eating carrots, tofu and mung beans when I go out to dine out. But never mind, it's the way of the future. Thank you very much. Blake Holgate. Thanks, Jamie.